0: On today's show, we are answering another burning question concerning the Dallas Stars going into the 22-23 season. We'll talk about Joe Pavelski and whether or not he'll be able to capitalize on his best statistical year last season at age 37. How likely is it that we can see him have another explosive year statistically at age 38? We'll talk about that as well as last night's preseason win for the Dallas Stars in Tulsa, Oklahoma, against the Arizona Coyotes. Mason Marchment seems to be as good as advertised. We'll talk about all of this on this Wednesday episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans! Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey. Credential member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Wednesday, September 28th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring Locked on Stars listener, thank you for stopping by today's episode and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you are new to the YouTube channel. We are trying to reach 1,000 subs by the end of 2022. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, and if you like the show, you can leave us a five-star rating or review. It helps the show reach new audiences. You can lastly find us on social media. Just search Locked On Stars on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Now I do want to spend the majority of today's episode talking about one of the new burning questions I have going into this season for the Stars concerning Joe Pavelski. But the Dallas Stars were in action last night in Tulsa, Oklahoma, taking on the Arizona Coyotes. And the Stars get their first win in overtime, get their first preseason win of the 2022 exhibition games against the Coyotes, a back and forth type affair that goes to extra minutes and Mason Marchment scoring the game winning goal. Mason Marchment, uh, from what I can tell easily the star of the night, uh, full on the pun intended. Every time I say that, I just know that's given from here on out, uh, and very limited access to this game as it really it just seems if you were not there in person in Tulsa, you really could not hear it. You could not see it. I couldn't find even a radio broadcast, even though the NHL's website said that there was a station in Arizona broadcasting it. Uh, And the station that they had listed was talking about the Phoenix Suns so really no access to this game whatsoever unless you were at the game or you catch the few pictures that the Dallas Star social media team was uploading and they do have a video up of Mason Marchment's overtime game winner but even and even the stats online I mean they have a few stats they last I checked NHL's website they didn't have the face-off numbers for either team they didn't have time on ice numbers maybe natural stat trick has a little bit more Uh, maybe should have checked that before hopping on here but really I mean all you need to know is that we for sure know for a fact that Mason Marchment not only scored the overtime game winner, but he scored an additional goal earlier on in this game as well, looking to be the offensive threat that the Stars were hoping to get this offseason. A guy who can come in and play some high-quality top six minutes and help Provide some scoring depth for this team that is in desperate need of players that can put the puck in the back of the net. He had five shots on goal in total and, of course, came up big for this team scoring twice. Granted, it is against some guys for the Coyotes that many of us have probably never heard of and some of them we might never see again on an NHL ice rink. But nonetheless, still a great thing to see uh, Mason Marchment being an active member of the team last night. The anticipation has been built up pretty high for him throughout the offseason ever since the Stars picked him up on the start of free agency. So really nice to see him being active early in his first exhibition game for this team this preseason not just getting the two goals but peppering the goal consistently throughout the game with five shots on goal you also got to talk about joel kiviranta probably been a minute since we've talked about him in depth on this podcast but he also had a very nice night in oklahoma with an assist on the first goal of the game that was scored by ryan shea and then he also uh, came up big and scored a goal of his own unassisted shorthanded and again this is one of the negatives of not really having any broadcast of this game I personally at the time of recording this have not seen a shot of this goal I have no idea how it unfolded or what it looked like I'll, I'll have to scour social media and see what I can find uh, you know later tonight while recording or the day that you're hearing this on Wednesday um, because I imagine it was probably really cool to see a goal like that especially a guy like Kiwi who The Stars really want to see him get going. I mean, obviously, he has etched his name into Dallas Stars lore with his heroics in that Game 7 against the Colorado Avalanche back in the Edmonton bubble in 2020, but he hasn't really done anything since then. And obviously, again, this is the preseason against the Arizona Coyotes who have one of the worst rosters anyway, and so a lot of these guys that might not get NHL minutes playing for them Who knows how high quality of an opponent that is, but also the Dallas Stars uh, having a lot of the same, you know, personnel on the ice. But Kiviranta, a guy that legitimately could get some NHL minutes this season, not entirely sure where he would fit on this roster if he makes the roster. But after a game like we saw from him on Tuesday, given the stats and I mean, you just have to imagine if he's scoring unassisted shorthanded goal, that the effort was probably there from him. All night long and people that were at the game, if you're watching this on YouTube or you want to tweet me on Twitter, let me know what you thought of Yoel Kiviranta's performance overall besides his assist and his shorthanded unassisted goal. A few of the guys to make note of, Radek Foxa picks up two assists in this game. Newcomer Colin Miller, the, the defenseman coming from Buffalo, also logs an assist on the Mason Marchment game winner. So all in all, uh, a pretty good night. It looked like from the few pictures and videos I did see, a really solid turnout, especially in terms of Dallas Stars fans in Tulsa. Really cool for, I imagine, a lot of those fans living in Oklahoma, living in Tulsa, or maybe some of the cities and communities around that area. Um, Probably not getting to go to too many NHL hockey games or Dallas Stars games, and even though it is the preseason, uh, really cool to get to go to a game like that and get to see what was a pretty high-scoring affair with seven goals in total and, of course, a Dallas Stars win. Even if it is the preseason, uh, some really good things to take away from this game from the very limited, uh, you know, notes and videos and pictures that I can take away, but still seems to be that there is a lot to be excited about, especially with a lot of the guys that we talked about, mainly Mason Marchman and Yoel Kiviranta. I expect both those guys to continue to build on that momentum. And then lastly, before we move on to Joe Pavelski, I'm sure many of you are aware Uh, But the Dallas Stars did make their first round of cuts yesterday for the preseason roster. Eight players have been removed and will no longer be participating with the team throughout the preseason. Not too many notable names on this list. The most notable in my mind is defenseman Christian Cairo, who was taken in round two of the 2022 NHL draft. His brother Jordan playing in St. Louis. And Christian, we said this going into camp, he wasn't going to make the NHL roster this year. This was expected. uh, and We obviously didn't really get to see too much from him this preseason, but Hopefully he can go back to his club in the Ontario Hockey League, the Erie Otters, and hopefully he can have another fantastic season. And maybe two or three years from now, we look at Christian Kyrou being a legitimate contender to have a role on this Dallas Stars team because he could be a guy that could really add some nice stock to this defensive core. Um, Kind of a guy similar to what you would describe a John Klingberg or maybe more closely to a Nils Lundqvist. A little bit of a smaller guy, a more offensive defenseman, but he can certainly be a spark plug for a team. So Christian Cairo back to the Erie Otters. And then another 2022 draft pick, sixth round draft pick by the Dallas Stars this summer. Matthew Simonoff, teammate of Logan Stankoven on the Kamloops Blazers. He has also been sent back to his Canadian Hockey League club, the Kamloops Blazers, to play with them this season. That also expected, but a guy that I know we talked about some this summer, Logan Stankoven really likes and really enjoyed playing with him in Kamloops. So Maybe we'll see them reunited as Dallas Stars teammates one day. That would be really cool, but he is going back to the WHL for this season. So you can expect more cuts as the preseason continues on and the the closer we get to the regular season, we're likely going to see some bigger names, Uh, maybe some names like Antonio Stranges who got his first action last night in Tulsa. Um, Again, couldn't really see or hear too much. Not really sure how he did, but uh, I imagine that he'll maybe get some minutes at some home games. Uh, And then, of course, he's still at the moment still a part of the camp and practice sessions with the Dallas Stars. So as the regular season Gets closer, it's gonna be tough. We're gonna see some names that maybe we were hoping or expecting these guys to make the NHL roster, but they might get sent back to their junior clubs. So keep an eye out for that. We'll continue to talk about that here at Locked On Stars and cover all of the roster moves that go out go on from now until the start of the regular season. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events including the MLB and their upcoming postseason, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. Betonline.net is where the game starts. All right, let's now shift our focus to today's burning question concerning the Stars going into the 22-23 season. Thank you guys again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Now, the question that I want to address on this episode has to do with yet another Dallas Stars forward. We talked about Tyler Sagan earlier in the week, but now I want to talk about another veteran on the team in Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski had one of his best seasons, actually not one of, he had his best statistical season last year with the Stars. A a career high in points, and he did it at age 37. No secret that he was... Quite literally the cornerstone of this team, Uh, a leader of this team, both on and off the ice and was playing at an incredibly high level. I mean, it just seemed like every night he was involved in multiple big plays, whether he was the one scoring goals or if he was setting up his teammates, Jason Robertson and Ropey Hintz for goals. Just an outstanding season from a guy who has had an outstanding career, Uh, a, a guy that I think is a First ballot type Hall of Famer, a guy that will be a hockey Hall of Famer at the end of his career. And especially if the Stars can have a big push this season and by some long shot type miracle, win a Stanley Cup. He is an absolute lock to be a Hall of Famer, but he's continuing to get better as he continues to get older. We know that eventually father time will catch up. But last season, his performance begs the question. Can we see that type of performance from Joe Pavelski this season, or will he finally start to decline? Because we don't really know what his future looks like. He for sure is back in Dallas for this season. He's making $5.5 million, but this is a contract year for him. I mean, he could very well retire at the end of this season, or depending on how things go, maybe he renews a deal with the Dallas Stars, or maybe he goes off to play for a different team that maybe is a little bit closer to winning a Stanley Cup trophy but he's still a Dallas star and he still has plenty of high expectations surrounding him going into this campaign and he really according to you know a lot of stats and looking at other NHL players throughout history who had big years at age 37 he had a top 10 type year at age 37 by points I mean you look at some other guys who had big years Joe Pavelski had 89 points you look at guys like Joe Sakage now uh, a member of the front office of the Colorado Avalanche the guy that played for that Avs organization but then really built the championship team that we saw in 2022 he scored 100 points with the Avs in 82 games in the 2006-2007 season one of the greatest ever doing Mario Lemieux scored ninety. One points in 67 games in the 02-03 season for the Pittsburgh Penguins at age 37. And you, you know, you look at both of those guys, both those guys, Hall of Famers, both those guys, some of the best skaters players in the 80s, 90s era of the NHL. But you look at what happened after their age 37 season. Sadly, both those players took a massive dip uh, in their age 38 season. Sakic only scored 40 points in 44 games in 07-08, and Lemieux only scored 9 points in 10 games in 2003-2004. Now, it's not fair to just point out those stats without any context. Both those guys, uh, looking at that point in their careers, neither of them were even remotely to being as close to as healthy as Joe Pavelski is right now. Joe Pavelski played every game last season. He still seems to be in tip-top shape, all things considered. Not as seemingly as much wear and tear uh, as both of those guys did, but still, we, I mean, it is very possible that we could see a decline. But on the other end of the spectrum, there are some examples of older players that aged well and, and that Stars fans can be encouraged by. Another hockey hall of famer, Adam Oates, had a great year at age 37 in the 99 2000 season with 71 points in 82 games for the Washington Capitals. And then the next season, when he was 38 years old, the 2000 and 2001 season, he scored. 82 points in 81 games. He was even better at age 38 than he was at age 37 by 10 whole points. I mean, that is a huge difference, especially for a guy at that age. And then even whenever a guy like Oates was 39, when he was 39 years old in 2001 to 2002, he scored 78 points in 80 games, nearly a point per game player uh, in pretty much his 40s in the last year of his 30s and I know if you really dig deep and you go way back into the old days of the NHL you can see some really insane numbers for guys that were over 40 years old but for playing in the 2000s and you know the late 90s early 2000s that's really impressive uh, to be 39 years old knocking on 40 and being nearly a point per game player uh, but it's not just Oates another Hall of Famer Ron Francis scored 65 points in 82 games when he was 37 years old and the 2000 2001 season, and then scored 77 points in 80 games at age 38 in the 01 02 campaign. So, all of that to say, I throw all those numbers at you to really just say that it certainly is possible for Joe Pavelski to play another great season. And honestly, we can even have the expectation that he can do more and do better than he did last season. And he really does need to be a big contributor to this team. If the Stars want to be successful, if they want to have a good regular season, make the playoffs and go on a deep run, Joe Pavelski will need to play at an incredibly high level. Uh, we may Maybe he does take a little bit of a dip in points. Maybe he scores, you know, around 75 points. But I think given his contract and given his age, that would still be very respectable and very much needed for this Stars team. But we look at some of the guys like Francis and Oates, and we see that there is certainly the possibility that he could – perform even better and maybe even get close to scoring 100 points. I don't know if we're going to quite see that. That feels like a little bit of a stretch, but there is certainly that possibility. And like I said, Joe Pavelski knocking on woods does seem still incredibly healthy for his age. Obviously not the fastest or strongest guy on the ice, but his veteran expertise, his hockey IQ can help carry him a long way, as well as the new system that he's in and some of the guys that he's playing alongside. Continuing to talk about Joe Pavelski and what it would look like for him to have another big season, potentially another record-setting season, statistically, we talk about how it's been done before. We've seen a handful of Hall of Famers like Adam Oates and Ron Francis, and those are just two guys I could have gone on and on, guys who... Aged really well and had some of the best seasons of their careers in their late 30s near the end of their time in the NHL. But, you know, it's not just can it happen? Has it happened before? How possible is it really for Joe Pavelski to do this, to have a big season, and what all would contribute to that or what all could potentially take away from that? Well, you look at several different things going into the season that I think put Joe Pavelski in an incredibly advantageous situation to score a ton of points this season. For starters, he is reuniting with his old coach in Pete DeBoer. Paths played 320 games with Pete DeBoer as his head coach, as the captain of the San Jose Sharks. Uh, really, I'm only going to count the t- from 2015 to 2019. DeBoer did technically coach in that 19-20 season, but was fired from the San Jose Sharks. I'm not counting that season from 2015 to 2019. 320 games Pavelski played under the leadership of Peter DeBoer, and in those games, Joe Pavelski did very well with 127 goals, 149 assists, 276 points in total, and just regular season games. In the playoffs, 53 playoff games uh, with Peter DeBoer and Joe Pavelski combined in San Jose, 22 goals, 22 assists for 44 points in total for Joe Pavelski. We all know that Pavs was a huge draw for DeBoer to come to Dallas this offseason. They talked about it in DeBoer's opening press conference in June that The conversation was had between Jim Neal and the front office and Joe Pavelski saying, hey, we're thinking about hiring this guy. What would your thoughts be on this move? And of course, Pavelski, I mean, he and DeBoer were just on the cusp of glory, on the cusp of winning that elusive Stanley Cup trophy in the 2016 finals. And so I imagine that Joe Pavelski would be excited to yet again play for this coach whom he had some of the best years of his career working with. uh, And they also were literally on the doorstep of, of NHL immortality. And so we know that that was a huge decision in the hiring of Pete DeBoer and maybe a huge draw for Pavelski, although he had already signed his contract, uh, maybe a little bit of a reassurance for him going into what could potentially be his final season in the National Hockey League. So Pavelski is reunited with his old coach, but also you look at some of the talent around him. Joe Pavelski will be surrounded by an array of good to great talent where he can be a playmaker. We discussed this earlier this week, the idea of Pavs playing with a guy like Tyler Sagan. Uh, there is of course that possibility, but even looking at other areas of the roster, guys that can really go out and just be some elite goal scorers, whether it is Sagan, whether it is Rope Hints, Jason Robertson who is still unsigned, but hopefully will come back at some point and reunite with his friend Joe Pavelski. That is an absolutely lethal duo, and then trio if you add Rope Hints to the mix. We all know how deadly and Effective that top line is. And there is, of course, plenty of other options as well, whether Robertson comes back or not. Even if he does come back, we know that there is a good chance that we could see some of these lines shifted up with a change in personnel as well as a change in system with DeBoer and his coaching staff. But even Guys like Jacob Peterson, Dennis Gurionov, Wyatt Johnston. I mean, there's just going to be seemingly endless options to pair with Joe Pavelski, guys that can go out and score goals and take advantage of Joe Pavelski, setting them up for success with his elite playmaking ability. And even though there were several times last season where it felt like he was, there's not really a need going into this year for Joe to be the best player on the Stars this season. I know that was kind of a, a joke or a knock that people would have against the Stars Throughout the majority of last season, they'd say, oh, you have a problem if your best player is 37 years old or if your best player is at the end of his career. And there were several times that it did feel like Joe Pavelski was easily the best player on the team. And I certainly feel like that's a legitimate argument and a legitimate case to be had for that. But going into the season, now that we know if whenever Robertson does resign, we know what he's capable of. We know that Rope Hints is a really effective two-way player. We're starting to see guys like Mason Marchment come into fruition. and We're hoping to see a big bounce-back season from Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, Dennis Gurionov. So the pressure doesn't all have to be on Joe Pavelski, and I think he knows that. I don't think he feels this pressure to be this heart caliber type player. He can just go out and play loose and free, especially if this is his last season. He definitely is going to kind of know where he stands, whether or not he wants this to be his last go around. I imagine that we're going to see him play loose and free, but at the same time also competing incredibly hard because we've talked about he has yet to win Lord Stanley, and I know his coach feels the same way, and how cool would it be? I know he talked about it, and it just feels like a long shot because there are so many other good teams in this league. No one is picking the Stars to win, let alone make the Stanley Cup Finals. A lot of people, in fact, have the Stars missing out on the playoffs, but how cool would it be to see Joe Pavelski and Pete DeBoer win the Stanley Cup together after you know a few years apart with you know Pavelski coming to Dallas without DeBoer. DeBoer going from San Jose to Las Vegas, but then they reunite in Dallas for a captain's sendoff or a former captain's sendoff, where they win the Stanley Cup trophy again. I know it's a long shot, but just me uh, being you know the the guy that I am, I'm a sucker for a good storyline like that. But even just with that in mind, you know that Pavelski is going to be playing incredibly hard because he knows that his days in the NHL are numbered and he wants to win that Stanley cup title before he calls it a career. And, this very well could be maybe his last chance to do so. So I'm very excited to see what we get from Joe Pavelski this season. There are a lot of expectations on him, but he is a seasoned veteran. The expectations do not scare him. I think that he is going to come into the season prepared, and he's going to be a huge contributor for this team and a key piece to whatever success is had for the Stars this season. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you guys again for tuning in, for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Help us get to 1,000 subs by the end of the 2022 calendar year at the start of 2023 want to go into 2023 with at least 1000 subscribers Uh, be sure to also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform leave us that five star rating or review if you like the show help the show reach a new audience by leaving that quick and easy five star review you can also find and follow us on social media at Lockdown Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane Double Underscore Lewis. Well, we'll be back here tomorrow for yet another episode. Uh, the preseason continues to trudge along, and before you know it, the regular season will be here, and the Dallas Stars will be matching up against the Nashville Predators. And I, for one, cannot wait to finally get all these storylines out of the way and just get down to business playing regular season hockey where the games matter because that's really what it's all about. But I hope you enjoy your Wednesday Stars fans. We'll see you back here tomorrow.